Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Whenever you need sports, sports conference, tune in to the nosebleed seats. That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. Join Zach Wolfchuck, Zach Babb, and Eric Giafalo as they take you through the top stories of the week and beyond. I don't know who the hell that is. It's time for the nosebleed seats. There's not much that gets me more fired up. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats, the show everyone can afford to listen to. I am your host, Zach Wolchuk, alongside my co-host, Eric Giafalo. Hello, everybody. And our producer, one of the best around, the great Zach Bab. Let's go Astros. Yeah, Bab, all in his Astro gear, hat, shirt, and I'm wearing my Texas Rangers polo, and we are recording this on a Monday evening, a couple days prior to our usual Wednesday recording session. If you listened to the previous show, we mentioned at the very end, we might be changing the day of recording because of work scheduling conflicts, and tonight is the night, but we watched opening night, Bab and I. I watched my Rangers, he watched his throws. My Rangers blew it to the defending American League champion Cleveland Indians and the damn Astros. It's all right. They got 100. Locked it down. What do they got, like a 1,000 more tries? Give or take, yeah. All right, cool. So tonight didn't really matter. We are less than uh, 1%. We're less than a half of a percent done with the season. So, uh, yeah, there's still a lot to go. Man, it feels weird doing this on a Monday. It does. It is a little weird. It's early on. I'm not mentally prepared. I'm not either. I feel off. I, it, I almost compare it, I feel like the NFL players do when they have to play on Thursday nights on a short week. You know, you just don't feel like you fully bounced back and recovered yeah. from last week, like mentally and physically. It's like, I was just here. Yeah, we just, oh gosh, it's like the blood, we just sweat, and tears. Off. We just shed those, and my, now we have to do this. Need like an extra ice bath to get my body right. Thank God for Toradol, Ooh. man. If you're Otherwise, taking ice baths before this show, I have a lot of questions. If it wasn't for the ice bath, bath every morning. If it wasn't for that and the Toradol, I would not be here tonight. So what is Toradol? How Tordal. many hard drugs are we doing to be here right now? I took a spark before I came in. I had a five hour that's illegal. This morning. You know that's against the rules. No, it's not. Have no, you ever had painkillers? No, painkillers. It's man, not a painkiller. That's allowed. It's no, like a we, caffeinated no. vitamin. No, because we have the same rules as the NFL. Haven't you read through the CBA? Have you read through the nosebleed CBA? Come on, man. No, I haven't. I didn't know we had one. This is news to me. Yeah, man. You're not allowed to have spark. You're not allowed to smoke pot, but you are allowed to do painkillers, Toradol, you know, any of that stuff. Any of the really like hard hydrocodone's stuff. okay. Percocet solid. It's encouraged. Oxycodone. Oh, heroin's allowed. Oh, it's like I said, encouraged. <laughs> it's encouraged. Yes, I didn't know that. That's what we want you to do here, man. Well, that's what the NFL wants us to do, and we're gonna we're gonna abide by those. Well, we do love the NFL here, and we're gonna talk a little bit about. A rule change, potentially. We're going to have a nice little NFL campfire where we're going to talk a few NFL issues. Did you bring the Mellows? I know you brought the Mellows. I brought the Graham crackers. Man, you had me excited for a second. Did Was I the Mallow guy tonight? You are the Mallow guy. 
You're the Malo guy, the chocolate guy, and the Graham guy, I'm bro. all three. I'm all the above? Yes. Dude. Well, why do you on. think we have you here? You can't put all of that on me. That's not fair. Bab, didn't you think to yourself before you came to the station, you're like, oh, yeah, we're doing the campfire tonight. Oh, it's fine, dude. Well, I don't need to go to the store. Walchick's got it. I have kindling behind the speaker. Come on. I mean, come on, Is this Walchick? a fat joke? I'm sensitive. Oh, jeez. You really, you just had to get that. You thought that's what we're talking about, huh? A little bit. Why the hell do I have to bring all three? There's three of us. We could have each been delegated an item. It's like a potluck. Come on. You're right. I mean, if we're talking about fairness, sure. By the way, the national championship game's on right now, too. We've got that on in studio. I know people are going to listen to this this, afterwards, but we will be watching, and we might comment here and there. It's a very close game between North Carolina and Gonzaga with about 942 to play. In the game, forty eight, forty seven. Deciding, I think we've we've made light of this briefly before on previous episodes, but this game is deciding the K and T U bracketology championship. And for those that don't know, K and T U is the radio station at the University of North Texas where we record from. Yes, we are here right now. We have the logs. We are poking the. We are getting the campfire started. Just getting it warmed up, but don't worry. We don't have marshmallows and graham crackers. Thanks, Walchick. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm but, sorry. But basically, to make a long story short, it came down to the point of where if North Carolina wins, one of our employees gets the entire pot. If Gonzaga wins, a different one does. And I'm upset Very because poetic. I picked North Carolina to win yeah. too. But you made so many uh, wrong picks before this game yeah, that you're was, out of contention. Well, I mean, the world, right? I yeah. Jeez, Louise. But, yes, if this one other kid didn't pick North Carolina to win, though, I'd have a shot. Yep. But because he also picked the heels. Oh, heartbreak. We were the only two in the entire, what, 18 people? I ended up being 26. Wow. I feel a little bit better. I might finish in the top three. I had a chance for a second, if and then it just North went Carolina right out the window. Then no, no. As soon oh, as Kansas you, lost oh, you right Kansas. out the window. Yeah. Who did you though, pick, Bab? I had uh, uh, UCLA. I didn't even get I didn't get a single Final Four team right. <laughs> What's worse than uh, some guy bitching about his bracket? What's worse than that? Like his fantasy team, someone, probably. Yeah, someone I was thinking not fantasy, the, but I'm oh, okay. one of those guys that I don't necessarily bitch about my fantasy team. But I will talk about fantasy football. Event. Yeah, event. I mean, because I have the understanding fantasy is a big portion of luck. Huge. It's you got to be lucky in fantasy. Sure, it's fantasy. You can be it's a literally football wizard. Fantasy. Oh, for sure. But it all comes down to luck, injury, health, your players getting hot at the right time. So you can know all you want. It's just as much a crapshoot as this freaking game. For sure. Absolutely. Or this tournament, this NCAA tournament, man. The tournament's probably a little bit more of a crapshoot. Yeah. Because at least, you know, at least you've got got a season to kind of maybe make a trade, hit up the waiver wire. Are you a week-to-week fantasy guy or are you a season long? I've done both, but I stick to pretty much season long. Two years ago, I did the whole DraftKings deal which is also illegal in the NFL. So I don't think I can do that anymore. Thanks for admitting that. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and um, two years ago, put though, something into Goodell here. I did do that. that. I did do the week to week deal and I liked it. I won a little bit, but it's just, it's fun, but I prefer the whole being in a league with your friends, trash talk, you know, that fun stuff. I got you. I'm actually with you. I, I play the fantasy season long. It's a pretty good time. It's got the history in it. It's a pretty good. What was your team name? Do you make? Do you have fun team names? I do. This past year, I was Team Pup and Suds one year from Brink. Team Pup and Suds. Oh, Brink. Brink. What a great yeah. throwback show, yeah. dude. 
I loved Brink. Man, I loved Brink. This past year, I was the Hebrew Hammers, I think. Wow, I really like that. Glorious. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I think this year, though, I'm going to be the Dak Knight. Ooh, the Dak Knight. The Dak Knight. I like that. I like yeah. Dak that ass up, too. Dak that ass up. I like that as well. That's pretty good. Uh, in, in honor of Bad Steelers, I was the Beef Curtains last year. Ah. Was it deformed? It was like a Big Mac. Very busy. Lots going on. <laughs> Lots going on. It was like a Big Mac. Uh, I take that back. I was Team Crop Top this year. Team Crop Top. Was that for the K&TU League? The K&TU League. Everything I do revolves around yes. K&TU, uh, if you haven't, if you haven't figured Houston that out Astros. yet. No, the, the K&TU League, because we try and make it like yeah. K&TU related. So I did see, you know, for that yeah. ad that we played on the station with like the uh, New York guy that's like, See, blah, 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 see. Oh, yeah, so that's what yeah. I did. Which no one, if you're not working no. at would even understand. No. But I, I hate to call you out right now, but I just see, I can't help but have glanced at your phone and seen Pornhub. Oh, you want to know about that? Uh, Well, I just look <laughs> over at your phone I and see I is see is Emmett just, Smith. he's just on Pornhub on his phone. I'm like, I'm not on Pornhub. It was going to lead into what an intro. What is that? I, I'm sorry. I just, I can't help All myself. Right. I see Pornhub on your phone. I'm like, what are you doing? You guys want to know something? You're making, I mean, dude, this is a campfire. Let's bro. just get vaped out right now. Yeah, I was thinking about putting this in the Let's Get Weird segment, but I've got another story, so we can talk about this now. All right. What is this? Dude, is this about your habits or what are we talking about? It's about my habits. I think everybody in this room's habits, all males, all females too, even around the world. But April Fool's Day was a couple of days ago, right? April 1st. Yeah. So Pornhub. Ooh. Happy birthday, bad sister. Oh, that's the big right. one eight. Maddie Daddy. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We were popping <laughs> bottles or what? I'm so glad she does not listen to this. Okay. <laughs> Maddie Daddy. <laughs> Eric's losing it right now. This is the hardest he's ever laughed. Oh my God. That is so freaking funny. Happy birthday, Maddie. Love you. All right. Well, let's just get vaped out, right? Yeah. So, Porn, Pornhub uh, had a little bit of fun on Valentine's Day. Great transition. Yes. Maddie was probably watching. Um, so, essentially, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're awful. I have got a younger sister, too, so I understand. Um, Pornhub had some of its users freaking out on April Fool's Day. I really wanted you to just stop on Pornhub and just pause for like 10 seconds. <laughs> so on, on April Fool's Day, when people clicked on a video on their popular porn site, Pornhub. Okay, what about? There was a note that thanked users for pursuing Pornhub's content. And told them that it had installed automated social media sharing so the video they were enjoying would show up on their Facebook page. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Isn't it? So so it happened to you? No, 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 no. I, honestly, you know, Pornhub, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty open about this and I share a lot on this show. So like, have I used Pornhub? Certainly. Is it my go-to? No. I'm not going to say what is. You know, I think I've heard it. Eric laugh yeah. this much ever. I think this like breaks all the eight shows previous combined. I'm sorry. Oh God. You okay? Oh yeah. This is yeah. Um, that's just hilarious. That's so just hilarious. This 
This. Uh, Why aren't you gonna tell us like your? No, I'm not gonna tips. rank. You're not gonna. I'm not gonna rank the order. All right. That's My fine. mother listens rank to your this, favorite dude. Porn sites, I think go. you're already in deep enough. Yeah, but I'm not trying to dig the. Like I have a mental area where I'm prepared to go. I'll mention a little bit. I'm not gonna go balls deep. <laughs> I think we already have. Yeah. Well. So <laughs> essentially, a graphic pops up. It says, "Thanks, Pornhub." Thanks for sharing. Pornhub now has automatic video sharing to your social media accounts. And it's like a thumbs up with a thanks, Pornhub. And then on the bottom, you could say, what the F? Reverse this now. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody clicked that. It was like rapid fire. So it went insane. So Twitter just went berserk. Essentially, people started outing themselves because they would tweet about it like, Haha, uh-huh, well played, Pornhub, well played, hashtag April Fool's Day, and people would tweet the picture of this deal. So clearly— That's just owning it, man. Yeah, clearly it's like, look, you went on this site, and you're just saying, screw it. This is hilarious. I'm going to promote you're it anyway. You're mad props. Like, I mean, it is a great joke. Yes. That it's, is funny, man. Some of these tweets saying, Pornhub had me shook. Pornhub got jokes today. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> well, well played, Pornhub. It really is the worst way to come back to clarity, right? Like th- that's the that's the instant moment of clarity you have, and then that pops up. It's like crap. Oh, I shouldn't no. be doing this. Oh no! Well, Next you always you know, feel that way. My, and my then boss the worst is gonna thing see this. happens. Yeah. <laughs> Golly, dude, that my is mom, such a my dad, good... my sis, my family's gonna see this. I was just watching this video. My lord, man. And hopefully it wasn't one that you were out. just like, oh, that looks interesting. You click on it. You don't intend to do anything with this, but you kind of just want to see what it is. How many like seriously, Oof. seriously, seriously important people? Did that fool? I bet there's a lot. Can you imagine? And obviously, they're not going to come out and share that. Oh, but I bet there's not, a lot. But can you imagine our, how many like senators were like, "Oh no!" Our president, <laughs> drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was funny. Dude, I had to share that. I just cannot imagine how many like big time major people just totally freaked out and just like just threw their laptop. <laughs> She's like, I almost I had a heart attack. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> no, crap. Just, th- just throwing their laptop against the wall immediately. It makes me think it. of uh, South Park. You got South Park watchers? I cannot say that I've been a huge South Park fan, but that's on me. That's not on the show. Yeah. So it's like you, you kind of like the show. You've just never actually gotten around to watching a lot of it. Exactly. I got what you mean. So South Park this past season was all about... Like, the bad thing the internet can do and social networking and all this crap. And Cartman, who is the antagonist all the time, 24-7 on the show, just a total jerk, is mean to everybody, bashes all kinds of genders and minorities, right? He's that guy. So now Cartman's had a change of heart, and now he's trying to be a goody-two-shoes. He's got himself a girlfriend. He's seen a vagina for the first time. It's, oh. It's opened it's shed light on the world. Sure. Right? So... He ends up getting freaked out because all the guys thought that he was trolling, internet trolling girls in the school, right? And it wasn't actually him. It ended up being one of the other characters' fathers, which is even better. Wow. But uh, the guys all trapped Cartman in a room, destroyed his laptop, destroyed all of his internet devices. So now he's completely without the internet. And... He ends up getting this girlfriend who's also pro, like, I'm out of this. I'm not into the internet either. It's okay. Nobody needs this. And he ends up finding out about this uh, Sweden, I think, is the country that creates basically this device that will share everybody's internet searches and whatnot with the world so they can find out who this internet troll is. 
and Cartman is freaking out because the last thing he wants is his girlfriend to see all the crap that he's been looking up <laughs> oh, online. Oh, no, that's a nightmare. Yeah, so it immediately made me think of that. Like, how many of us would really just freak out if, one, that were to be true and the things we're looking up on Pornhub ends up being shared with the world, or, two, just our search history gets shared. We'd, Bab, be, we'd all be screwed. Bab's deleting everything on his phone right Dele, now. Clear, Bab's clear, search like, history, oh, no, clear, no, clear, no, clear. No, he's sweating. Clear, clear. Oh, man, it's funny. Dude, I'm telling you, Amazon had like a surplus of orders for IMAX yesterday because so many senators threw them at the wall and broke them. As soon as that, as soon as that notification popped up that it's going to be sent out to the world, everyone stomped on their computer. Just had a freaking mini panic they found the nearest floor and slammed it on it oh that's funny but there's a lot going on in the sports world besides opening day we can move past that which i know eric you don't like baseball no i will say this don't the season's too long i completely agree with you normally from this point on i don't care too much until the all-star break but there's something about opening day that is special to me at least bab you seem like you can concur yes Oh my There's just gosh. something about opening day. It's like, what do we have here? I don't it's know. it's an event. It's it like, gives me the chills. Gets yeah. me excited. What do we have here? We have a sports fan, Eric. We have an opening day chub sprouting. Is it really? It is rapidly. Really? Let's just get vaped out right now. I, mean, I don't know. Is it that big, dude? It's sprouting. It's like a, it's, it's half it's half pump, half pump, not full. You know, it looks good though. Pop dog. Honestly, <laughs> it's an event. Five. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's an event in and of itself. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's like the NFL on the week to week basis, where everything leading up to the NFL is an event. Opening day in baseball is an event, and the rest of the 160, not so much. But yeah, you know why I'm admiring your chub so much right mm -hmm. now? Your opening day chub, because it only comes out once a year. You're right. So it's like it's you don't get to see it very much, and it's really you can tell how exuberant and it's got bravado, today. chubby. Chubby bunny. It's just yeah. It's got Speaking some. Of it's got that edge. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We've come full circle in this intro. Bab, though, I know you found some interesting news from your favorite sport today. Ah, yes. Should I, should I play the full intro? So we're we're Hell really yeah. doing this. We're starting. We're Hell going yeah. baseball, and then we're going. Oh, shut up. But yes, the oh, NHL announced today that uh, for the first time since 1994, they will not participate in the Winter Olympics. What? None of your favorite star, besides Alex Ovechkin, who says he's like going to leave the Capitals for two weeks to play for Are Russia. You yeah. He said, yeah, he, he said, said he, that's like, Russia. the country has said you have to play or we kill you. Yeah, maybe it. That might be a little I mean, too much. I mean, Putin and Ovechkin are kind of buddy buddy, so. Okay. You know, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, NHL not participating in the wow. Olympics for the first time since 1994, which I'm totally fine with. I'm kind of excited because I miss the days yeah. of the college athletes. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing with. The Miracle on Ice in mm -hmm. 1980. It was a bunch of college kids because that's all you could do back then. You couldn't have professional. Kind of what made it even yeah. better, you know, because it was college kids coming together and taking out the Soviet team that had played together for what 12 years and won the last three gold medals. Yeah, it's right. insane. Not that I'm interested, but does the NHL traditionally in these Olympic games do well? 
They well, like the NBA, mean? like you know how the NBA goes to the Olympics, they send their players. Not and as, the NBA kicks, but at least that's not in the NBA. Not because the whole world. Well, well, because oh, because it's during the, the season. Yeah, yeah, it's during the season because the Whoa, winter, the winter that just totally blew yeah, me away. Because the Winter Olympics are in February, which is in the heart of the NHL season, especially in the playoff race. It's right. It's the month before the trade deadline. Oh, I didn't even consider the fact that. Oh my gosh, that is wow. Okay. That's actually Which, more interesting so, than I gave it credit for. So, that so really normally, is weird. Yeah, so normally, and and I'd be pissed. And, You're and, learning something new. This is and starting 14, to piss me off now. If I was a hockey fan and one of my players went to his country to go play and beat USA and then also miss important games for my NHL team, well, so, I would be let out Bab, of let oh, Bab okay. because they're not missing any games. Yeah. So see, okay. So I am in livid right in, now. In Bab. 14, 10, 06, 02, and ninety eight. The NHL, during the Olympics in February, the, the, the NHL would little, literally stop for two and a half weeks. No one would play as all the players went to play in the Olympics. I'm still not on board. So, they still get, I don't want you going to get injured for Russia. Well, okay, so now that so you here's can't come I, play in the playoffs for me. So here's where, I'm totally fi- here's where I'm totally fine with, with, the yeah, NHL not, like that either. with the NHL not participating is because this is a perfect example of the Stars. They resurrected the World Cup of Hockey over the summer. Or I guess September, before the NHL starts. NHL starts in October. Dude, the thing is, man, you can play hockey anytime. And the other problem, actually, you know what? The bigger problem here is, is the problem is baseball. Notice the two sports we're having issues with. The WBC, baseball. Hockey, their Olympic thing. Everything's during the season. You can't not be in season because they got a, a million games. At least they baseball, get... you're, it's during spring training. Yeah, but I know, but still, but it's leading up. It's literally right into the season. Point yeah. being, there's, you're never not in baseball. I just believe, I just woke up. The Cubs won the finals, and now it's opening day. You can't you can't get around it. So hockey's too long, baseball's too long. There's your problem. I wouldn't disagree with that. So the NHL normally breaks two weeks in February for the Olympics. They're not going to do that that year. There 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 will be NHL games the same time as their Olympic hockey games this year for the first time in more than twenty years. Do you since like nineteen ninety four? I like it because I prefer the amateurism when it comes to. Olympic hockey. I like seeing the guy. I like rooting for the guys. I'm like, who the hell are you? And here you are. Yeah, and here you are scoring, you know, three goals. For me, NHL players in the Olympics is just a glorified all-star game. It becomes an all-star game based on countries. And all-star games are cool and whatnot, but to decide world glory, I've always felt like it's kind of weird. And now this is where the the differences are going to be because it's it's. Olympic hockey's been so infected with professionalism over the past 20 something years that it's going to be impossible. You're going to have professionals play in these games because the NHL may be stopping but the AHL hasn't. The AHL may send some guys over there from oh, the right, you lost me. The K- I'm the, gone. The KHL in Russia, Russia's top league, which a lot of people argue is the second best league. Even though the the AHL is used for NHL development, the KHL in Russia has got tons of players. Pavel Datsuk, Ilya Kovachuk, Valentushkin's over there right now, the former Stars player. So, you know, the KHL's not stopping. They're going to pause to send their guys. So basically, it's going to be, Russia's going to be stacked because they're going to have the top, and Ovechkin's already said he's going. So Russia's going to be stacked. Now, when you went back to the 1980s, that wasn't necessarily the case because the great Russian migration over to the NHL hadn't happened yet. Russia was kind of its own farm. Yeah, they would Granted, play they, yeah. the NHL All-Stars. Yeah, I mean, but because there were barely In any... exhibition games, yeah. yeah. There were barely... Did you ever see Miracle, Eric? Miracle on Ice? Listen, Miracle, all I can think about movie? now is is the guys who play in the NHL 
who are just average average players who weren't going to go play in the Olympic thing. They were just going to enjoy the two-and-a-half-week break during the NHL season. And those average Joes right now are so freaking pissed at the NFL. They looked forward to the that. NHL. Yeah, the NFL. That was like yeah. an extra. Oh, wait, did I say NFL? You said NFL. That's because that's the only thing that matters. I don't know why. I'm not used to saying NHL, no, Bab. And to you, why would, to why you, would I? The NFL, and to me as well. And Bab, no, Bab's definitely hockey purist first, and then I think NFL would be your number two. Yeah. But for Eric and I, yes, the NFL is our end-all, be-all. But for the world, nobody else besides America cares about American football. Which and, we're trying to grow it in England. But that's and, the thing we're talking about here. All of these other sports have national appeal where they can play in the Olympics. They can do a World Baseball Classic. We can't do a world football event. Yeah. All right. And, and, the, and, but, if the we Olympics. Did, but if we did, we would give you three and a half months but after the season and three and a half months before the season. I bet you you're right. They would find a way to do it well because the NFL is the best market marketing sport out there, no doubt. But drug policy, man, sucks, we, though, we don't man. have the drug policy is an issue. Pat, did you have something you wanted to wrap up with? Love there? this, love this tour, though. And then we can move on to drugs. Feeling good. <laughs> but yes, more or less, the Olympics are going to be a lot different this year for hockey. Cool. Russia's probably going to be stacked. Great. But below that, awesome. There will be some parity. Latvia may be, may be able to Ooh, compete Latvia. this year. I'm excited. Yeah, Finland, of, Sweden, Finland, the Czech Sweden, Republic. Yeah. You know the usual. They they may be able to actually compete. What about this Trinidad year? and Tobago? Do they yeah. actually have a team? What about Trinidad and Tobago? Do you think that was like a D two Mighty Duck spoof? They don't yeah, actually have a team. I don't no, think they actually have a team. Well, I say that because they and got then better things to do. And then I discovered a few months ago that Mexico has a national hockey Ooh, team. Wow, really? Yeah, that's a, um, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know I that think, ice there. Yeah, they. This is also interesting. Yeah, they like played Lithuania or something like that and got clobbered forty eight to nothing. But they have a team. Awesome. Wow. So yeah. wow, Bab, thank you. So what's the, what's the NHL drug policy? Uh, Anything, right? Those guys get their teeth know, punched out. I don't know if they really have one because exactly, it, it's just exactly. it's never been an issue. You rarely see an NHL player get arrested for possession of something. So I don't know if they've had, Is really that had to the make case, one. Is that case, or do we just not hear about it? I'm sure you don't hear about say, some dude, things. It's like, but no, ESPN's reporting anything that somebody gets suspended for. Let's and, be honest. And NHL players on their own are very. They're they're very good at staying out of the spotlight. Well, most of them are in like other countries, right? Well, like, all, I mean, well, there's well, during all, the season they're all in the U.S. Well, I know, and seven look, cities in Canada. The NA, yeah, exactly in Canada. And marijuana, I think, is decriminalized the very least in Canada, if not full on legalized in certain portions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I knew they had some spots. So where I think they were that kind they're of more lax and on that it. brings the discussion with the NFL is the most strict. Marijuana laws, no doubt about it. Finally, we're talking about something juicy, baby. Well, because the NFL and marijuana? The NFL. Two of your favorite subjects. So And marijuana. Our boy, Jerry Jones. My boy. Your boy. My guy. Well, I mean, hey, listen. Uncle he's Jerry. all our boy. He's all our boy because he 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 kind of runs the league in, in in a little way. He does. In a little way. We touched on it a little bit last oh, week. Oh, we touched on Jerry's it, Jerry's got his fingers in all the pots, baby. He's and kinda, we did, too. Ooh, we were touching all sticky, over Sticky, icky. It. it was weird. Yeah. Loved it. So it's interesting. The NFL's really against the whole marijuana deal. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they're going with this, but they are the only. I don't know. Baseball? Seems like they don't care. I don't think they even drug test for marijuana. No, dude. Those guys are doing like cocaine and stuff, bro. NBA? Adderall? They're not drug testing for marijuana. Yeah, no, they're not. So the NFL is. Yep. And you've got players like Le'Veon Bell that get suspended for it. You've got and then Martavis Bryant got suspended for it. Josh Gordon's gotten suspended for it. Randy Gregory for the Dallas Cowboys suspended the year ding, for ding, it. Ding, ding, ding. Trigger what, why Jerry Jones now <laughs> steps into the equation. And it is easy to say. I mean, it's 
very, very it convenient. It is easy to say. So Jerry Jones called a private owners meeting hmm. this past week. About his boy Randy it Gregory. It wasn't about Randy Gregory. It was just about the potential tweaking of this marijuana rule. For Randy Gregory. Well, it would benefit Randy Gregory, who and, is suspended. And the Dallas Cowboys. It would benefit his team, certainly, because they drafted Randy Gregory in the second round two years ago with the hopes that right now he'd be that quote-unquote war daddy that what Jerry happened? Jones is seeking. He's well, just a weed daddy. Randy Gregory is a big fan of the herb. He's a weed daddy. The sticky icky. We got to get him some shirts the granddaddy perp. Yeah, he's into it. Okay. Nosebleed seats, weed daddy. Gregory style. Gregory's face on it. He loves it, and he has not been able to stay away. He's gone to rehab, but he's failed drug tests. He failed a drug test at the scouting combine before he was even drafted by the Cowboys. Which is just one of the it's one of the dumbest things you could you could do. It is. It's I mean, stupid. of all the stupid you know things the date, you could do. You know when you need to be cleaned by. And apparently that's what I had read that from NFL players. That sets the tone. Dude, have you never had a job before? We talked about this before. I had to work at Smoothie King. I got to go get a freaking drug test. I got to piss in a bottle so I can go make $7 an hour. You got to go make, you got to go piss in a bottle so you can make tons and tons of money yeah. and get a bunch of sacks. And this and was a guy Jones who was a very, very happy man. potentially a top 10 draft pick before he starts having these issues. So he slips to number 70 in the second round. The Cowboys say, we need a pass rusher. We're taking the risk. Well, he's played maybe four games for the Cowboys. I'm pretty sure in celebration, he struck up a blunt. I personally the, the don't day care. He got drafted. I have no problem with it. I agree. I think Jerry Jones' stance to the owners and saying, hey, we should stop testing for marijuana is smart, especially when you have states like Colorado, where the Denver Broncos play, or Washington, where the Seattle Seahawks play, or these teams in California. These certain states that are loosening up and decriminalizing and legalizing altogether, players in that state should be allowed to smoke. And they should really just do it the entire league. Just stop it. Stop it now. Because I really believe maybe sooner, but I'm going to put a 10-year stance on it eventually, the country's going to say, oh, this whole anti-marijuana deal has been, has been ridiculous. Everyone's smoking. A lot of people are smoking. Let's just legalize. There's money to be had. It's going to boost the economy. Screw it. There's really not many health benefits that are more bad for you than alcohol, right? I mean, come on. There's, no, you're there's totally lots right. Of pros, there's lots of cons. But and, well, and especially since the NFL, it's not only that they don't allow that, but they do allow all these painkillers, all these that's true. all these uh, Toradols, things we're talking about, things we're on right now. And how do you feel right now being on all these things? You just feel crazy right now. I don't, don't like you? it. I don't feel myself. I feel like I can't even speak properly. I feel like you might get addicted to it. I think very much so. And with marijuana, I think there's a lot of health benefits that have come out. And if it's going to help these players, instead of popping a bunch of pills. Now, listen, if you're going to be a player and you're going to go drive around and get arrested for it, that's on you. And now maybe we're going to suspend you for it because we don't want you getting in trouble outside of here. You know what I'm saying, right? I mean, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna get popped by the by, by the by the law for it, then maybe you're gonna get a suspension. I don't know. I mean, how would that work? I don't know, but I do know a person that can help give us some kind of information and insight onto this whole marijuana deal. Maybe the direction the NFL is gonna go to it. I think this individual even has a theory about the NFL taking a stance on this marijuana deal might eventually trickle down to the government moving towards a potential different viewpoint on the marijuana deal. So we're going to get my buddy John John Harvick 
on the phone. Works with me at 105.3 The Fan Carol, the FM in Dallas. John John. The radio home of the Dallas Cowboys and your Texas Rangers. So John John worked the Rangers game tonight. And he's been uh, kind enough to text me and say he's good to go. He's out of post game. We're going to dial him up. We're going to get him on. And he's going to, you know, talk to us and share his thoughts a little bit about this whole deal with uh, Jerry Jones and the marijuana legalization. I am really excited. Hey. John John, what's up, brother? Not much. What's going on? Dude, just living the dream, man. You're on live with Nosebleed Seat, Zach Wolchuk, alongside Eric Chiafalo and our producer, Zach Babb. How'd the Rangers game go, my man? Oh, it was kind of devastating. Yeah, well, I know the outcome definitely was heartbreaking. Yeah. I didn't know if you knew or not by asking me. Trying to watch this basketball game, actually. Yeah, we've got the game on in here, too. We waited, actually, till after the Rangers game one. I knew it would be beneficial to get you on the show, but I, I wanted to watch the Rangers game, too, before we even came up here to record the show. But, my dude, uh, we've just been going through Jerry and his in his whole little private meeting with the owners and the NFL stance, as opposed to all the other sports. We've talked Major League Baseball, the NHL. All the other major sports don't drug test for marijuana, but the NFL still has this negative stance towards it. What are your thoughts on Jerry pitching this? Do you agree, disagree? Where are we at with this whole marijuana legalization thing? And you actually told me a theory when we worked the Rangers game together this weekend that I liked about the NFL and their thought process towards this whole thing and how it might impact the entire United States of America and their stance towards it. Yeah. um, Well, basically, it's still a thing in the NFL, and it really has no place to be, but there's no real reason for the NFL to give up drug testing. I mean, why would they? It's something that they can hold over players and use as punishment if if they want to assert punishment and specifically Goodell. And I think that's one of the reasons Jerry Jones held this conference. I mean, it was even uh, talked about in this meeting that they had is uh, Goodell's contract is coming up in 2020 or 2018 and the CBA is uh, coming up again in the 2020. But he may or may not be finding a new trying to find a new commissioner uh he's getting paid 40 million a year and for that jesus kind of 40 million too much yeah or i think it's yeah i think last i checked it was 40 million and uh if they're still non-profit i read that they um changed that on their last tax um I don't know, income, whatever it was, that they switched from nonprofit to profit so that they didn't have to disclose Commissioner Goodell's salary anymore. Wow. Dude, the NFL just seems like it does some shady stuff. Yeah, all over the place. Um, And on the topic of being shady, it's like Goodell holds this massive stick, and I honestly think that's literally why Jerry Jones had this meeting is because – Goodell is the judge, jury, and executioner on any uh, ruling as far as punishment goes, any investigation. He inserts himself. He can leave it open as long as he wants. We can see that with Zeke Elliott from something he did in college he's investigating, that he has no business investigating or should have closed by now. But he leaves that investigation open in case something else happens in that window. He can tack on a previous allegation and use that as punishment if he wants it's there's a lot of shady stuff and uh i think 
the owners collectively see it. The players definitely see it. And some owners aren't as vocal as Jerry Jones is. And so Jerry basically held a uh, open mic session so that everyone could have the safe space to um, say how they feel. I love that you chose the word safe space because we call this environment that we record from the safe space. Yeah. So, John, John, telepathically, dude, you were just, you're a nosebleeder. You were meant for life. Us. Like you, I'm keyed in. You are, you are, you're keyed in. I know that we're all uh, keeping an eye on this national championship game. 7.3 ticks left, and Carolina's got a five-point lead. It looks like they're going to win this thing. But uh, I'm glad that you brought that up because we actually didn't talk at all about the second issue with this Jerry Jones thing, not just the marijuana rules and, and legislation within the NFL, but the whole Goodell thing and Goodell having all this control and this private investigation and, and whatnot. I agree, man. I think the NFL is just kind of trying to have too much control if a player is not indicted by a court of law, what the hell do they need to be still going on? Yep. Especially the Zeke Elliott thing. This thing was a closed book before the NFL season even kicked off. And just right. now we're in what we're, we're two months away from the Super Bowl, and they're just finally saying, yep. "All right, we think the Zeke Elliott thing's done." It is. It's egregious. It really is. I mean, the NFL is getting too big for their bridges, and. I mean, the commissioner works for the owners. I mean, that's something that we have to remember here in all this is that the commissioner is in place to do the owner's bidding. Well, the owners are getting fed up with the judge-jury-executioner mentality, the investigation on players. And I get it. There was a lot of There's a lot of publicity around some of these topics, and they need to be dealt with with care. But the motive is not for the care of the situation or specifically Ray Rice or that's where it all kind of started is getting in there, finding out what we can because they mishandled that too. But the only reason these investigations are staying open is for the power of the commissioner. And the owners are getting fed up, Jerry Jones as the lead, saying, what do we need to do? Because also whenever we reappoint a new commissioner, there's a panel of six owners who go over, uh, is he – are we going to assign him to a new contract? How much are we going to assign him to a new contract? And are there any other people we need to vet to see if they have what it takes to be the commissioner? Or do we do better with someone else? And so all of this has kind of taken place because the owners are collectively getting fed up with the, or I believe that they're getting fed up with the commissioner along with the players uh, being fed up for long times now. So do you think we might have a new commissioner come 2018 or 2020 whenever his contract's up? Um, no. I think that even while they're still getting fed up, he's done a lot of good for the owners. I know he and Jerry Jones still have a good relationship. It's just a matter of keeping him in check, which there is no system of checks and balances right now. So if the commissioner is willing to work with him on putting something in place that can hold him accountable – then we certainly will. But uh, I, I think that he is too smart. I think that there's too much money on the line. Uh, and I don't know how much the NFL wants to undergo more change with the already negative publicity that they've had now. And who knows how much worse it can get between now and the next four years. So I think that they'll tr- he'll, they will both try and solve this 
uh, as swiftly as possible. But uh, no, I don't think that there will be a new commissioner anytime soon. Back to the topic that we all love and it's near yeah. and dear to our heart, uh, the, the marijuana, uh, the cannabis, the ganj. All right, so basically, John John, my man, what the hell do you think is the right way to go about this? I know from what the article that I read that, that came out today, uh, Jerry was pushing basically to for the lead to be more lenient on the drug testing, but then it also comes down to a collective bargaining agreement deal, which I'm sure the players would have no problem saying like, yeah, we're right. totally for not drug testing for marijuana. We need this. It's got a lot of medical capabilities that'll be good for our bodies instead of popping all these pills, which we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. And I do this show with Eric, who's a Miami Dolphin fan, and Bab, who's unfortunately a Houston Texan fan, and I'm the lone Cowboy supporter. I know you are a Cowboy fan as well, since we work for the radio home of the Dallas Cowboys at yeah. 105.3 The Fan. But yeah, people are going to point to, oh, well, you've got Randy Gregory suspended. But put that aside, I think Jerry's got a point here. Oh, he absolutely does. And there are definitely teams that have not run into this situation with uh, uh, players having marijuana problems. I mean, we've unfortunately had at least three in the past two years. Uh, but the majority of teams have dealt with this issue. And so they are all kind of in the same corner saying, no, our, our players are getting four games for something that's legal and 13 states or something now. I mean, half of our team's locations have legalized uh, marijuana or lenient marijuana policies. And so it's ridiculous that it's still something that is an issue. But further than that, it's the most interesting thing to me about this is, yeah, it's something that should be collectively bargained, but that's in 2018. And the thing with the collective bargaining agreement is it's a tit for tat situation. So if the NFL were to, or Roger Goodell were to relinquish power on this, he'd have to be getting something back. So I think his, uh, just an example, hypothetical, if he wants to go to 18 games, he basically says, okay, yeah, we can put into a place a system that would keep me in checks and balances. We can put in a system to uh, reduce punishment for drugs and completely uh, wipe out punishment for marijuana. We can, we can work out something there. I want to go 18 games. So they both come to the table with things that they want to achieve and things that they're willing to negotiate with. What this is right now is Roger Goodell probably doesn't care one bit about marijuana. He, he honestly – He's probably sitting at home like, man, this is just something that I can use in my next CBA. Uh, Hell, he's probably I sitting at home token up himself. I wouldn't doubt it. I'm thinking the same thing, actually. Uh, but I think this is something that he wants to hold in his back pocket as something that he can negotiate down from that he's more than willing to give up because it's a non-issue. This is 2017. I don't think many people have the same – ideas about marijuana that they used to and so i think it's something that he's willing to work on what's interesting is what jerry brought up and the stance that the nfl has taken about will listen to the medical side of what it has to deal with because if there's any chance of hitting this subject before the cba and make it a no you're going to do this now and we're not going to give up anything this is what i'm kind of hoping for is that medical professionals and doctors or journals, whoever it may be, get together, present the NFL with uh, a concise argument about the positives of marijuana, especially in such a violent game. 
that we know causes CTE that uh, deals with concussions. What I'm hoping is that if it's under a medical umbrella, if, it, if we approach this argument from a medical standpoint, we don't have to wait for the next CBA. We can just say, no, you're going to legalize this now. You're going to take away any suspension for marijuana, and you're going to like it. Basically, you're just going to like it because oh, I just lost my train of thought. I just looked up the TV for a second. Uh, yeah, because the uh, Tar Heels just won the national championship, right? They, they did indeed, and I, I'm – following that pretty closely i was kind of going for the zags but uh did you lose some money john 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 um, did you just lose some money i lost money a long time ago i do future <laughs> bets same here for some reason at the end of the season last season i thought uh michigan state i'm like yeah i'm gonna bet on michigan state michigan state had a really great team last year they lost a lot of pieces but i lost money i lose money constantly so yeah i, just, <laughs> I, I lost money again hey uh, John, John, I hate to interrupt you, man, but I'm just really curious. You know Walchick pretty well. What is his reputation over there at the fan? Like, do, do people like him, or do they just gag on him, or what? Do people like what do they think about Walchick? Oh no, people love him. Uh, he doesn't smell bad or anything. Uh, I mean, I think it smells good. Uh, we're talking about weed, right? No, uh, of no, people like him. He's smart. He's uh, wow, he's news to me. Along with news to you, yeah. I don't think we've had a Jew in a really long time. I'm trying to add to the uh, Jewish culture, man. Yeah, but not only that, he's a South African-American Jew. I mean, how incredible is that? Which makes it all the better. I mean, we hit, like, three demographics right there. That's what it's all about. We're trying to just broaden our fan base here, man. We're yeah. the Jews on board, the Africans on board. We're incredibly diverse. We really are. We're trying. We're trying. But, uh, all right, so, John, John, I want the people to hear your theory on how we can get marijuana legalized in the country and the NFL's impact sure. towards that, because I thought it was fascinating, and I kind of agree. Right. So what my thought process is, so a few years ago, I started thinking, like, why isn't the NFL on board with this? I just watched a few of the documentaries, the big one that PBS did on CTE, and they lightly touch on marijuana use for it, how it comes and it's proven different strands to uh, help these players' mentality long after uh, retirement. And so if I can, I'll finish my last point, and that'll basically take me into the next one, is that we may not have to wait for the CBA. If these medical uh, statistics and these arguments come in and say, no, you're going to legalize it, or we're going to cram a lawsuit bigger than the concussion one down your throat, he'll back down. And so if we're lucky, we may not have to wait for the next CBA. That's the, that's the best case scenario. If the NFL becomes a marijuana-friendly institution, my hope is that they take so much a stance of this is good for our players medically, it helps concussions, and to avoid any sort of uh, secondary concussion lawsuit, they would then become the team up with normal to be the lobbyist for marijuana. So this is my hope is that this, this $10, $12 billion industry, last I checked, I think it was a $12 billion industry, becomes one of the biggest marijuana lobbyists in Congress. Uh, they, funding normal is what I hope to see. And what that is, in essence does is take, if you're a football state, um, have money flowing in to sway votes 
from congressmen to senators and PSAs on uh, on TV that people can educate on. But basically, because Texas is a two football state with the Texans and the Cowboys, my hope is that if the NFL becomes a uh, a proponent for marijuana, that we can eventually see all of this blow up over and legalize or at the very least reduce sentences for marijuana use. That's my dream. That's what I see happening in the next five years. It's a beautiful dream you have, my friend. It really is. Go green, baby. If we're talking about players' health after retirement, I think it's a non. I think it's a non-issue. This is a. This is gonna happen. It has to happen. It makes no sense for it to not happen. And there's medical data to back it up. So the dream is in motion, and we have Jerry Jones to thank for that. God, Jerry knows, man. And if Jerry Jones gets behind something, the odds of it happening become very strong because Jerry's a winner. We know oh, that. Yeah. Jerry is a winner. He, he gets, and not only that, he gets things done in the NFL. He's easily one of the probably the most powerful owner in sports. That may not be a stretch. I mean, I agree. He's, yeah. He's a first-hand try, uh, got Oakland to Las Vegas. He helped get St. Louis to L.A. He paved the way for that. And he has grown this industry from next to nothing in the 80s. They were giving out tickets, and we had to have blackout laws for it on TV because we weren't getting enough people in seats. Jerry comes in, and he wows everyone with his brilliance and is a major factor in the NFL that we see today. Well, thank you for spreading that knowledge, John. John, I kind of want to keep you around for our next topic as well. John, John went to TCU. I didn't mention that. You're a horn frog. Go frogs. Yes, uh, big time. I mean, if you see this dude walking around the studio, yeah. he is all geared up in his purple TCU hat. I, I took crap for it Saturday. Yeah. Wearing TCU gym shorts, TCU shirt, and the TCU hat. And TCU won the NIT. How was that? That was amazing, man. The biggest accomplishment in our basketball program's history. How's that, how's that make you feel, John? John, uh, like we came in 69th place at the most important uh, thing in March. Well, if I'm not going to be one, I think I want to be 69. Oh yeah, I, I think that. Uh, Come where? I've had this discussion a few times now. I think I'd rather win the NIT than get bounced in the first or even second round of the actual tournament. Oh yeah, I'm with you all the way, man. So how's Fort Worth doing? Is there a lot of partying going on? Do you think Gronk could make it to Fort Worth and, and, and get the party scene? I think he would feel right at home in certain places in Fort Worth. Fort Worth is an amazing place all around. I think it's the best city in Texas. Where do you party in Fort Worth? Are you a Stockyards guy or you're a West 7th guy? I am. Actually, those are both great locations. I think that the other location that doesn't get enough uh, – Pub outside of Fort Worth is Magnolia. Magnolia Street is really happening. I go West Seventh plenty, but Magnolia Street is just a entire strip of amazing bars with craft beers, craft pizza, craft craft wine, everything uh, that you could possibly want. Magnolia is an amazing place. And All right, so boys. I actually hit up Magnolia a lot. We're we're gonna party with John John and Magnolia Street. Is that an invite, John John? Can we do that? Nosebleed seats bombarding John John's party on Magnolia. It's an open invitation. I love it. We can make this happen. So, John, John, thank you very much for coming on. I love you. I want you to know that from the bottom of my heart. You're one of my favorite people. And we hope to have you again here in the future. 
Wait, so is that the last topic, the NIT championship? Well, the NIT championship was, and then I wanted to get your thoughts on Gronk going to Fort Worth because we were going to talk about Gronk, and he went to the WWE event last night uh-huh. in Orlando. And yeah. it's kind of like, look, I don't have a problem with what Gronk does, but we live in like an uber-sensitive culture, society, everything's PC and whatnot. And Gronk seems like he's got a free pass to do whatever he wants compared to Ezekiel Elliott who pulls out a teat at St. Patrick's Day party and or parade, I should say, and all of a sudden this is national news. Gronkowski's sure. probably doing the same thing, but we're not hearing about it because it's like, oh, it's Gronk. <laughs> He's just having a good time and drunk and partying. What the hell's up with that? Why can Gronk get away with everything? And then you've got other players that do things, and it's like, no, that's not cool. But it's okay if Gronk does it. Uh, you know, I, I've i thought about this very little. or I've thought about it before, but I didn't think much about it. I think maybe... The fact that I don't think Gronk's ever had like an investigation opened on him, it hurts that Zeke does have an open investigation that he gets more of this attention. Uh, also, we have past allegations, however false they may be, that Zeke uh, may be less than uh, amazing. He may want, there are allegations open on him from someone, and it's unfortunate that they may be false. But because he has a past and, unfortunately, he has a reputation that he's going to get more publicity, negative publicity. It doesn't help that he also plays for America's team. Uh, the, you could argue that the Pets are just as big currently as the Cowboys. That's fair. But Gronk's just kind of being an idiot. I think the worst thing he's done is, what, smashed a stripper and posted about it on – uh, social media. I think he broke his arm partying, and that's all stuff that New England has to deal with in-house, but I don't think Gronk's ever done anything that's warranted allegation, or at least brought forward allegation. Maybe he just knows how to handle his publicity better, which would be amazing to wrap your mind around, or maybe New England has a better system in place for him to be to Gronk out, kind of, but it's it's definitely unfair, and I don't think there's any topic that you could bring up about the situation that would be unfair. I think race is a extremely valid uh, argument when it comes to the situations being so similar. Well, I just think Gronkowski is just his own species, right? He's not even a human being. Like, all the players are human beings, and then Gronk is, like, some extraterrestrial being. Isn't that right? So he just has different rules. Sure. Different rules for different guys. Yeah, that's kind of the way of the world. And it, I mean, when you're the best tight end in the league and you can get hurt and come back three months early from your injury and you can do what Gronk does, then maybe you get away with a lot more. I know Jimmy Johnson had that system in place whenever he was a coach for the Cowboys. If you want to show up late and miss it, you better be Michael Irvin good. And Michael Irvin missed practices. He missed meetings. He was late a lot. But he could get away with that because he was Michael Irvin. But if you're the 51st person on that roster, you better get your ass there before sun is up, before uh, the meetings room is even open so that you can get a good spot to impress the coach. So, yeah, there are definitely different rules for different people. I think that's a good take on it, and I especially like uh, your your stance on the whole social media thing because Gronk has really been a social media mogul, I think, in terms of NFL players and what they're doing with their Twitter and their Instagrams and whatnot. I think so, too. And I think that I, I honestly wonder if the New England Patriots have a play, system in place 
for their players to set them up for success that the Cowboys have clearly been lacking on since Des Bryant, since Josh Brent, since uh, we have a history. And so maybe I think the Patriots do a better job with that anyway. Well, thank you for your time, John. John, we're going to let you go on that note. That's all we got for you. You got anything for us? Anything you want to bring up? Uh, Do you see the David Bliss thing? No. What is this? Uh, The documentary aired on Showtime about David Bliss's time at Baylor back 10 years ago, 15, whenever this scandal hit the the fan. And uh, David Bliss resigned from his current coaching job, wherever it was. There's a dead spin article. Read about it, and then uh, it's worth addressing on your next show. More allegations for Baylor. That's perfect, because we actually had uh, Kyle Yeomans, who's a buddy of mine that I call. He's the voice of Highland Park Athletics. I called their lacrosse games with him, and he was born in Waco, raised in Waco, knew Art Riles, worked for ESPN down there, and was very close to the facility. He came on our show two episodes ago, and actually we went through this entire Baylor saga. So the fact that you're bringing that up is ironic and something we definitely should check out. Yeah, that's actually where I thought you were taking Every time I get asked if I'm a TCU fan, the next question is usually, oh, how bad do you hate Baylor? And, yeah, I hate them a lot. But I, I thought that's where y'all were going to take it with uh, the latest Baylor news. Obviously, it's not Baylor news, but there's definitely Baylor ties. And uh, David Bliss, his sanctions were lifted like a year ago, two years ago. Then this documentary hit Showtime about his scandal 15 years ago, and now this, uh, and then it forces him to resign. Uh, just not a good look in the public eye. So, not getting any easier for Baylor. Hey, John, John, who's who's worse, Lucifer or Art Bryles? That is a close, close. Who's to say they're not one and the same? That's what I'm talking about, my man, John, John. Come in studio with us and party sometime. I'm totally down. Well, we will see. We'll hit up Magnolia soon, man. I know he start, John's going to start working at a new place. He texted me and said, look, we need to check it out. So we will come and do that, bro. We'll bring the party to you. You bring the party right. here. We'll gronk out together, bro. Sounds great. All right. Love you, buddy. Kisses. Love you more. Take care, my man. John John Harvick from 105.3 The Van, the TCU alumni in the house with us. It was good. Uh, good times. I love John John. He's a good dude. Good personality. John John's a great man. He knows what he's talking about, that John John. He's got a great name. I, I wish I would have mentioned that to him. I know. What a great name. Yeah. No, it, it's great. And when you see him, too, he's like a, he's a ginger. And oh, he's got is a, he really? He's got a dope beard, man. Like, when my beard was all, like, crazy at its length, yeah. his is better, and it's red. He's got a red beard. Dang, so dude. It's just, yeah, he's a, he's a really cool guy. I, I love John pretty John. awesome. I spent a lot of my time training overnights with him, and, I mean, he just... He taught me a lot. I was just sponging listening to him. He knows a lot of insides and out about the station, about sports in general. Really, really bright guy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, anytime we can get him on, I'm down. I love John John. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you, John John. We're going to go party on Magnolia Street with John John. But for real, we need to do that, though. Yeah. It's a bit of a drive. It's like 45 minutes away from Denton. But uh, why yeah, not, dude? Let's do sucks. it. It'll be fine. We can just stay over at John John. We can stay over at John John's. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. We didn't even, yeah, we're just He's got this. a house. Awesome. Yeah, we're fine. He's really doing it. Dude, he's made it, bro. He's made it big. Gosh. Bab, did you have anything? I know you didn't speak at all. You seemed totally, uh, like, zoned in. He was engrossed into that NCAA game. Something. Did you want to talk about Gronk? I mean, I know you you love the Patriots. Well, Bab's doing great over there. Yeah, I love the Patriots. How would you feel about Adrian Peterson signing with the Patriots? Uh, Good for him. Yeah? Not worried at all? 
Listen, they're in my division. All right. So the thing is, Blunt, I don't really. No, worry, they don't. I don't oh, worry about oh, who yeah, they that's get. Right. They got Rex Burkhead though. Uh, yeah, I true. just don't worry about who they get because I know they're winning our division. I know they're going to win probably 10, 11, 12 games unless they want to win 16, in which they will. And then they'll go to at least the AFC Championship game. I don't care if they have Adrian Peterson or you and me playing running back. It's true. And you know? selfishly, I don't want AP to go to New England because I want Rex to be that guy. Right now, they've got Deion Lewis. They've got James White. That's kind of their pass receiving guys. And Rex can do that too, but Rex is definitely the bigger of those three backs. So he'd be the first and second down run between the tackles kind of guy, carry that load with Blunt gone. If you bring AP in, I don't know what Rex's role is again, and that's frustrating for me. Well, and it's frustrating for nosebleed seats because he's kind of our claim to fame right now. Totally. Right? And, like, we need we need Rex Burkhead to just be the man. One day. And then he can come on our show, yes. and you guys are alumni, you guys are crossing, piss-crossing partners. I mean, dude, you guys are sword crossers, bro. I know, I know. You guys go way back. We, I mean, is, Rex is a real straight edge, and we are not. We are, like, uh, me, dude. I have brought this show to levels of low. Like, man. listen, we man. are, no, we are Serious fine, radio man. kind of no, satellite dude. stuff. Like, Rex, we would have a great time with Rex. We'd loosen him up. We'd have a great time. I would love that if we could get Rex on. I'd like to get Zach Orr on, too. I think we could get that full big North Texas alumni. Former Raven. Former All-Pro this past year with the Baltimore Ravens, and he had to unfortunately retire early. Due to an injury, but out of North Texas, I think he's chilling around here in the North Texas area. His kids, no, not his yeah, kids. I know he, he's, he's got a brother still playing at Desoto. Yeah, or he's or I think yeah, he's got a brother at Desoto. He's got another brother who's a coach around here somewhere. I think his dad might be a or coach for Desoto. Dad? Yeah, yeah. He's, his, his other brother's at Wisconsin, dominant linebacker yeah. there. Uh, he's got another brother. I think he's a player at TCU. Dude, yes. This guy's got nine. I think there's four. Brothers. There's four or brothers, and all of them are good, and all of them are football players. Yeah, they're all around, and I, I I'm, see. I'm not sure if he's officially relocated or not. Back to North I think Texas. we should DM him, slide into them DMs, and see if maybe we can pull that. Hope you don't get curved. Don't get curved by Zach Or. That uh, would not be fun. What else we got? All right, so Eric brought this story up. Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser. We love talking NFL draft here. Deshaun Kaiser, one of the draft hopefuls in the upcoming NFL draft. That's right, Notre Dame quarterback. Yes, former Notre Dame quarterback. But Chip Kelly, his head coach at Notre Dame, thinks he should still be a Notre Dame quarterback. Yeah, and he's taking a lot of flack for that right now. And I I will never be one to defend Brian Kelly because he's one of those coaches I can't stand. Why? I mean, He's just—he's one of the guys that just loves getting in the face of his players and screaming at them on so you the sideline like and, and pointing. No, I can't. That's not stand your it. style. It's not my style, really, anywhere. And especially when you're doing that to these these kids like that on, on national television. These are 18, 19 year old kids, and you're just ripping into them. McElwain does it. Uh, West Virginia's coach is another guy I've noticed. I don't even know most Dan of these guys' Holgerson. names. Dana Holgerson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see a lot of these guys, and they just get. And I understand Saban. Saban even does it. I mean, and and they do it to the coaches. Urban Meyer will do it. Yeah, well, I think some of the best coaches in the country. No, do well, it. there's 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 levels to it, but yeah, you're right. Um, and Brian Brian Kelly, coach of Notre Dame, is one of the biggest culprits of that. So I don't really like him, but he's taking a lot of flack right now for just answering some questions about Deshaun Kaiser. He went on Sirius XM Radio. And and he said straight up he should be he should still be in college. He says he's not an NFL quarterback. He's not NFL ready yet, but he has. But he said he believes he has the best upside of all the other quarterbacks in the draft. So we gave him his credit there. I mean, I don't think he really ripped the guy up, but people are tearing uh, Brian Kelly up for this right now. And all I mean, he says Kelly said my recommendation was that he needs more time, needs to play more football. 
think the best place to continue his playing is at Notre Dame. Now, obviously, coaches and college football, they are kind of, I mean, the whole deal about college football is these kids are kind of getting gypped. So I'll never blame a player at any position for declaring early for the NFL draft. I'm not blaming Kaiser for this. And we never know their family situation. Exactly. So I totally understand any one of these guys. My favorite uh, college, Miami Hurricanes, Brad Kaya, our quarterback. I would have loved for him, and he would have benefited greatly in I didn't a lot know of ways, that you were a Canes fan too. Yeah, and and he would it would have been really awesome if he stayed for his senior season. But he uh, went wanted to declare for the draft. I totally understand that. He's not going to get picked in the first round, but that's fine, dude. You get earlier in the league, you get to finally start making some money. I totally get that. So for Kaiser, I don't blame him for going, but I also don't blame Brian Kelly for saying what every everybody else is saying right now. Not only about Kaiser, but about pretty much all the quarterbacks in this draft. They're not NFL ready right now. They probably would have served themselves well by going back and developing their their skills for one more year at the college level and then hopefully getting drafted higher. The problem is that hopefully depends on a lot. That hopefully depends on you're not Matt Barkley where you just plummet the next year or your hope is that you don't get injured, which football is a sport where you may get injured. And that's why, that's really one of the main reasons why you don't mind these guys declaring for the draft, right? Because it's like, if you're going to, I mean, this is such a physical sport. You could easily get injured next year and you get nothing. You're not going to get any money for that. And now your career could be over, whatever. Marcus Slidemore type situation. You know what I'm saying? So I don't mind these players declaring whatsoever, but I also don't like the fact that Brian Kelly is getting killed right now for saying things that everybody else is saying that, hey, the guy's not ready yet. But he's got the most upside out of all the quarterbacks in this draft. And you I think, think so? He, well, that's what, that's what Brian Kelly said. Okay. That's what Brian so Kelly said. So he's like saying. defending his guy, but just speaking But he's speaking from honestly. Heart. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's just speaking truthfully. I don't understand why you're going to – I mean, he didn't – he didn't rip into him saying he's awful. He should have stayed at my school. And I, I'm sure there's some underlying feelings for Brian Kelly just of he wanted that guy to stay on his team so he could better his team at Notre Dame. That makes sense. For selfish reasons, Brian Kelly wanted Kaiser back. But at the same time, he's just saying all the things that we all know. He's not NFL ready, but he's got the most upside. And I think he's going to be he could be a good quarterback. But he would have benefited from one more year in college. Now, Brian Kelly's taking a lot of fleek, a lot of flack. I totally agree. I, I think Kaiser should have stayed another year. I think he's true. He's being honest. But okay, so you're fine with Kelly kind of saying I that? I had no problem with that. And and in fact, I wish some coaches would come out and be more honest. It's just like we were talking with John John about a moment ago. We live in such a politically correct society, an oversensitive society, where anything you say can be construed and misconceived by any individual person to be taken negatively, to be taken as offensive you never know you're i'm sure there's tons of things we've said on this show in a joking light-hearted just fun manner that somebody listening could think oh my god that's totally inappropriate that's offensive you can't please everybody for sure so this guy's coming out and just saying the honest to god truth this is how he feels a guy that i've had in my program for three years i don't think he's ready for the nfl game and i think he should have stayed a year i don't think that he's prepared mentally on or off the field that's all it is and then he came back and said by saying, look, he thinks Deshaun Kaiser has tons of talent and he's got the best upside in the draft. So it's not like he totally ripped on the kid, but exactly. he was just being honest and sharing his feelings. I have no problem with that. And I don't think anybody else should. I also wouldn't have minded if Brian Kelly even went the extra step to say some more kind things just so that he can help his guy out. Because now, listen, it's already happened. The guy's already declared. So there's no reason to to really bash the guy. I wouldn't have minded if Brian Kelly went the extra step and just giving more uh, props to Kaiser. You know, I think he could have done even more to just help Kaiser out a little bit. But at the same time, listen, he didn't say anything none of us know. None of these scouts don't know. Everybody knows Kaiser has a lot of talent. He's got an NFL body. He's just 
He looks like an NFL quarterback. He moves like an NFL quarterback, but he doesn't have all the skills yet. And so he's not ready to play, just like all the quarterbacks in this draft, for the most part, are not ready to probably step in day one unless they step into a Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott situation where it's just the absolute most perfect situation. Otherwise, none of these quarterbacks are ready. So I don't think Brian Kelly said anything we didn't already know about Kaiser, and I think anyone who is killing Brian Kelly right now should maybe take it back a notch. You know what? Here's the thing. I just don't agree with this whole, and, and, and I've heard it on a lot of shows here lately, and because the comment was brought up on, uh, man, there was some show I was watching, they were talking about an NFL source, an NFL owner, a coach, might have been a coach, said Carson Wentz uh, is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Like, they believe that Carson Wentz will win a Super Bowl in his career. He said it anonymously, of course. And then they started comparing Carson Wentz to Dak Prescott. And, well, if Carson Wentz had have had the players that the team that Dak Prescott had around him, maybe he would have done better. This is the same Dallas Cowboys team that went four and freaking twelve without Tony Romo two years ago, and all of a sudden here's a rookie quarterback Dak Prescott inserted into the same offense with the same players with the same three All Pro linemen with Des Bryant. Granted, Des Bryant was hurt a little bit, but he came back. So maybe the Des Bryant's the thing that's the only eh. They and still had, Zeke. Yes, but you still had Darren McFadden who ran for almost 1,200 yards. It's not like there was no running game. No question, but Zeke was Zeke is just a completely I different agree. animal. No, I agree with that, but four wins compared to 13 wins is a drastic difference. And I disagree that any rookie quarterback could have come into the Dallas Cowboys and had the same success that Dak Prescott had. I think we are undermining Dak Prescott and the kind of season that he had and the player that Dak is. Now, if Dak sucks this year and comes back down to earth, we'll have a completely different conversation. But I don't know. I saw Matt Castle stink. I saw Brandon Whedon stink. I saw a lot of guys, Kellen Moore, come in, and the Cowboys did tried to do essentially the same thing they do with Tony Romo, and it didn't work. All of a sudden, insert Dak Prescott, things click. I don't know, man. I don't know if you have Cody Kessler from the Browns that played at USC. I don't think he's taken the Cowboys to the playoffs last year, dude. I really don't think that people can say, oh, well, any rookie quarterback could have had that same success. If Deshaun Cowboys drafted Sean Kaiser this time last year, I don't think he wins 13 games, dude. I think people are not showing Dak Prescott enough love. I know I'm defending my guy, and that's what it looks like. But I'm trying to, I'm speaking truth. This is really how I feel. Well, I'm just saying he's not getting enough love, but he was like offensive rookie of the year or whatever. Sure, he was. It's a lot of love, my friend. No, but people are, I'm talking about this, these kind of comments. Well, if anyone says Cody Kessler, they're a schmuck. But if they say Carson Wentz, I mean, there's something to that. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, Jared Goff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even even a Jared Goff. Jared Goff would look like a, 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 like a much different quarterback in a Cowboys uniform last season than he did in a Rams uniform. I don't There's think Jared no Goff guarantee. wins more than eight games with the Cowboys. Okay, that's totally fine. I don't even I don't even know. All I'm saying I is... I was not a Goff fan. On the record, I didn't think... He, I think he's got potential. I, I was Carson Wentz over Jared Goff, personally. I liked Wentz a lot. Now he's an Eagle, so he's dead to me. But I was I thought Wentz was the best quarterback in the draft class last year. I think he's got all the intangibles and the measurables. I'll say sure, I think Carson Wentz could have had success with the Cowboys... I still don't know that he wins 13 games, though, man. Dak Prescott made some unbelievable plays in crunch time. He's just got that it factor about him. That's what sets Dak apart from some of these guys. You can't coach that intangible. I agree. Talent-wise, I totally agree. Goff might have better arm strength. Carson Wentz physically is a better mold of a quarterback to what you want. Maybe even Deshaun Kaiser is compared to Dak Prescott. But, man, just to say that, I think it's just a bold statement. It's very open and just... 
I don't agree. I don't agree with that, of people having that take of like, oh, you could have plugged a lot of guys in here. They would have had success with the Cowboys. I saw it, and it didn't work with plenty of guys. All right, well, let's knock this sour taste out of your mouth, and let's get freaking weird. You want to get weird now? I really do, dude. All right, let's get weird. I really need more than one audio channel. I'm sorry. We also <laughs> sprung that on you. Yeah. I thought we were just going to roll what seamlessly into that. What do you think, though, that. Bab? Huh? Real quick before we close this quarterback thing out. Because you've no quarterback issues with being a Houston Texans fan. You've seen that oh, yeah. quarterback play. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I, I'm really going to withhold judgment until this next season. Okay. Because I feel like, um, well, a couple of my teams, the Houston Astros and the Dallas Stars are perfect examples of uh, watch out, get through another season before you. Anoint them. Get the anointing oils yeah. out, like Parcells yeah. would say. Yeah. All right. Let's get weird. Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. That's weird, man. And uh, here's an article entitled 15 Weirdest Things That People Have Left Behind in an Uber. Ooh, this is exciting. Uber riders can be a forgetful bunch, and sometimes they leave behind some truly bizarre items. I bet. The ride hauling company has revealed details of the weirdest things its customers have misplaced in its driver's vehicles. Give it to me. So, essentially, Uber took lost and found index from major cities. We're talking LA, New York, San Francisco. Not Dallas. And they shared the data. Uh, Dallas is not listed on this. Wow. Dallas is not listed. That's kind of a slap in the face. A little bit. But I don't know. Maybe Dallas was late to the Uber party and these were some of the bigger cities or just the most forgetful cities if you want to look at it. Maybe people in Dallas are more aware of their shit, of their stuff, I should say. Well, not only that, maybe they just don't carry around as weird of things That's true. as these people. So Uber shared the data today, or data, I should say, amid ongoing controversy over its reported sexist culture and diversity issues. That's for another topic. We're not going to get into that. But Dear God. Here's the list. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I've met... Every time I've driven an Uber, I think it's been somebody of a different race or ethnicity. You mean so, they're not all... I think they're very cultured. South African-American Jews? No. They're not? No. That's I've, weird. I've ridden with a male. I've I'm ridden pretty with sure a female. Every, every Uber driver I've ever had has been a Caucasian South African-American Jew, so that's really? weird. I have actually ridden in an Uber with a South African-American. Jew? Caucasian. Not... Didn't ask if they were Jewish. That is... Didn't ask. Honestly, I'm kind of... This is just come up in conversation. Put off by that. Whatever, dude. Number one on this weirdest thing list of forgetful items that have been left in Ubers. All right, is this like number one as in this is the weirdest thing? No, is this like no. A pecking it's order? just... There's not a pecking order. Okay, so it's just like a list. It's just a list. We can go through and list which one we thought was the weirdest afterwards, but here's the list. Let's just see. The first thing listed is a cape. Cape. Okay. Cape, well, like it could be like a superhero child. Cape. I mean, what if like a child just was in the car with his mom and possible, left it on possible. the way to a Halloween party? Possible. I don't. I'm think excusing that children, one. You're excusing the cape. I'm, I'm excusing not the cape. 
An engagement I mean, we, ring? We all have a kid. That's number two. Ooh, an engagement ring. That's just a nightmare. That's forgetful. What are you going to do if you forget an engagement ring in your room? And how does the Uber driver know for sure that it's an engagement ring? Yeah, that's true. You know? unless, they, unless he did his due diligence and figured out whose it was. Probably. He's like, oh, my God, that was my engagement ring. That's kind of important. Oh, my God. Thank you. He dropped the couple off at the dinner. Oh, I was devastated. Next thing you know, he's ready to propose, and he's like, crap, I don't have the ring. Tries to call the Uber driver back. What if that was the night they got engaged, they got hammered, and then on the way back home in the Uber, she just drunkenly loses the engagement ring? Ooh. It becomes a think, good story. Yeah, there's multiple ways to look at this. That's exciting. Yes. Wow. The next one on the list, and I do think this is kind of weird, Harry Potter glasses. What is that? I mean, Harry, isn't that Harry just Potter, glasses? Harry Potter glasses? I mean, the super They're circular super, glasses. They're specific, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That means there was probably an intelligent person riding in that car, Why? right? Because only smart people wear glasses? Yeah. Super circular glasses? Notice, there's only one of us wearing glasses in this room right now. I've got contacts in. You're not, not wearing glasses. Harry Potter glasses, though. No, those aren't Harry Potter glasses. They were, those are very uh, rectangular. I do have the lightning bolt on my head, though. Do See? you? Yeah, look at that. You do? Wow, you are the chosen one. Next up on the list is a painting. A painting? That seems like a tough thing to forget because paintings Again, I'm are usually going back to child child my pretty painting. big. Like, how do you forget my painting in the Uber driver car, in the Uber? Maybe they had a bunch of paintings and, like, the painting slipped. Even more so, if you have a lot of paintings, you're going to try and account for all those paintings, right? You're right. I mean, what if... I mean, I wonder just how deep this painting was. What if it was, like, a child? Again, I keep going back to it's a child. It's not children. I don't think these are children taking the Ubers. And if it's a child, most likely they're with a parent. Yeah, and then there's just, you know, I'm, it's okay. He made that in his third grade class today. I don't care about his painting. Man, you're going to care about your kid's third grade paintings. You're going to collect all of those. All over the fridge? Yes. And be like, oh, look at my little Giafalo son running around. Because you know you're having a boy. Oh, I Continuing have to. the legacy. My I have God, to. there's like 17 Giafalo brothers. Yeah, no sisters. None. I'd like to keep that trend going. No sisters. Yeah, it's rough. Just ask Bab and I. Maddie, how you doing, girl? All right, so violin. A violin is the next one, which I don't think is that weird. I know, because I was going to say my mom plays the violin. She could easily... Just forget it. Forget it. Yeah, that's a stupid one to put on here. Here's a weird one that I wouldn't think of, because this is also something, one, you should be wearing, or two, you're only going to use it for one day, most likely, in your life. A wedding outfit. How the hell do you forget a wedding outfit? In an Uber car. Okay, well, a wedding outfit is is kind of annoying. Is it a wedding dress? Is it the is it the groom lost? It left it his just tux in there. Outfit. Because if it's a it's groomsman, an entire, it's an entire wedding outfit. Because uh, I've been a groomsman in a, in a handful of weddings, and I could have easily, during the pregame haircut blackout situation that was going on pre-wedding, I could have easily left ooh, my ooh, suit tell somewhere. Tell me more. What was going on? You know what I'm saying? No, I mean we just do. I mean, you know, do you know haircuts? You ever done haircuts? What do you mean? It's called, uh, it's like our pregame ritual that we like to do if we're really going hard. Uh, you basically, someone sits in the chair as uh -huh. if they're in the barber's chair, and the person who's sitting in the chair is also holding their chaser of choice. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then the, the barber who is standing there giving them the haircut is actually standing there with the liquor of choice, and the person who's sitting in the chair will take the chaser first, hold it in their mouth, duck their head back, and then... The person who's giving them the haircut, quote unquote, the barber standing above, will dump the liquor in the person's mouth, and then they will have had the chaser first, and it all goes down together. It's the greatest way to take a shot, and it's the quickest way to go from zero to rage. Never done that. All right. Well, when we party with John John at Magnolia's, maybe we'll uh, do a little pre-gaming. Get a little haircut going. That's right. Next up, and this one's kind of funny, 
a laser. A laser? A laser, yeah. Like a laser beam. Like a laser beam, yeah. Tractor In beam. fact, for those of you that have seen Attack on Mars by Tim Burton, relatively old film, that's the image that is being shown right now. It's the little aliens from Attack on Mars that have the little laser guns. A straight-up laser. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty legit. I've carried a... I've carried a actually, I've lost plenty of lasers. I, that could have easily been me in that Uber. Next up on the list, a smoke machine. Okay, that was definitely me. Wow. You carry around a lot of smoke machines with you? The one time I was in New York City. That makes perfect sense. Well, then, hell. This one's about you, my friend. Smoke machines are pretty big, aren't they, Bab? Yeah, they're solid, you know. Uh, I don't know about the. They're not. You they're play hard, with a lot of smoke machines. They're hard to carry around. Yeah. Honestly, whoever, they're heavy, too. Most of them are pretty heavy. I imagine it being big. Yeah, well, whoever lost their cape in the car, this they also probably left their smoke machine in the car because they were probably mm. headed to a Halloween party. They were bringing the smoke detector or smoke detector, smoke machine, and they were also strapped up with their cape. So this was probably a two-for-one special in that Uber. That makes sense. Halloween evening. Next thing is a cutout elf. I'm back. I'm going right back to the kindergartner in class, cutting out bullcrap crafts, and he's riding with his mom in an Uber so she can go to happy hour after she picks weird. him up from school. Weird to me. Cut out elf. Just don't get that. That's got to be around Christmas time, right? Holiday party. No. No. Okay. How about a rubber mallet? Who uh, the hell's carrying around a rubber mallet? Uh, if your Uber is a Dodge, you might need one. What is a rubber? I don't even know what a mallet is. It's like a hammer, but it's made of rubber. Here's instead. a picture. And that's exactly what it is. It looks like a hammer, but the bottom part is a rubber, the rubber mallet. You see it? Are you looking? Yeah, I'm looking, looking, but it's Are the glasses working for you? Long distance? We need a closer look. Here we go. Okay. It's a Dodge. My uncle used to have an old Dodge. He'd have to keep a rubber mallet in the back of his car because the alternator would die, and you had to open your hood and slam it with a rubber mallet to get it going again. That's funny. So for anyone who doesn't know what a rubber mallet is, it looks like a sledgehammer. Right, like a mini sledgehammer, only it's rubber, I guess. That's the only difference because it looks Pretty like a, it looks like a sledgehammer. Okay, so someone had a rubber mallet left in the car. All right, you want to continue? Continue. All right, the next one is a dog sweater. A dog sweater. And first off, how couldn't do you... have been me. That is the one for sure. <laughs> yeah. Was not me. I don't do that. I don't have dogs. And how do you know if it was a sweater for a dog or a sweater for a human being, like a small person? Kids what, again. What if the dog's big? Yeah, I mean, it could have been it could have been a huge dog. Wow, or it could have been a really. I mean, did they say how big the sweater was? Nope. Is there a photo? It doesn't of the give me sweater? a description on anything, on like what it was, how big it was, how long it was, how thick it was. Nothing. All right, so young girl takes her dog dressed up in a sweater to the bar for happy hour. Gets picked up by an Uber. All right, and uh, lost the sweater. I suppose. You Next can blame up, these all on happy hour. This one's pretty weird. A bulletproof vest. Yes. Happy hour, bulletproof happy vest. Happy hour, Makes yeah. Makes perfect sense. A bulletproof Gotta vest. Gotta watch out for those shots. That's actually kind of... That must have been <laughs> like... Don't that. That was good. That was funny. No, Brooklyn. that was good. Bulletproof vest, though. Yeah. That's kind of scary. That's exactly like, what the hell? That person was... Like an undercover agent? Uh, yes. Or someone who was prepared to go do something crazy. Hey, you never and know, know that they were not going to get driving shot around in the L.A. I mean, where the hell did Biggie and Tupac get shot? I mean, it was in I don't know somewhere in Los Cali, Angeles. right? Yeah, you never know those gang wars. Oh, that's right. Some stuff could go down. An expensive slipper, and I've got a picture of Cinderella looking Uber slipper here. 
Uh, and it, just one slipper? Just one individual slipper. Yes, you can definitely blame that on happy hour. Or a child, right? Or a child, yes. A kite is next, followed by a taser, which is the last one. See, that actually taser, makes more I sense. See. Yeah. A taser? I don't know if you need to taser your Uber driver. Or I can see. Or taser anybody I've heard of like matter. women carrying around like a taser, some pepper spray, you know, because... You got to be careful. I know my, like, as an older brother, Bab, same to you. I want my sister to be protected. I think she's carried around some, like, pep spice or something to, to spray and speak. Taser, I can see. I'm more baffled at the kite, man. Like, really? If, you, if you're going kiting, isn't that the only thing you're doing? Like, how do you forget your kite? Like, you just went to go fly your kite. Now you're going to get out of the car. How is a kite? Oh, the only thing. It's happy hour. Happy That's hour. Happy hour. Blame it, it all, on happy hour. It all comes back to happy hour. So, out of all those that we listed... Which ones stuck out to you? Wow, which ones did stick out to me? Honestly, the kite, I think, was big time. And I, I've already forgotten the rest. So. Exactly. That's how lame this article was, essentially, from the Huffington Post. I'm sorry. Thanks for everything, Walchuk. Worst weird article I found in the entire four weeks or so that we've been doing this. That's all right. There's always next week. But it's kind of included in as that Pornhub bit because I wanted to do that as well. Yeah, because we, we got that weird. out of the way. That thing was weird, but hilarious. April Fool's joke from Pornhub. And they got you so good on that, man. Mm, they got us good. Oh, just me. No, it was us. Yeah, we. Remember, we were together. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I know we didn't want anybody to know. Seriously. All right. So one of the final topics that we've got was one that I know Bab loved, um, and I thought it was completely mind-blowing, to be honest with you. Uh, Eric, I think you might have even seen this too, which is surprising because out of all the sports you've been bashing, this is one I figured you'd never see. But something happened in the LPGA Tour this past weekend. Bab, do you want to explain what the hell went on? Eric, do you? I mean, who the... I, I just have seen the video. I mean, a fan did something. Yeah, it basically, I can't remember her name, the golfer. In the LPGA tournament this past weekend, she incurred a four-stroke penalty, which if you don't know golf, four strokes is a lot. Yeah, yes. if you go four strokes out, you're pretty much, you might That's as well a, just throw ex, it all it's, in. It's an extra hole, pretty much, because most... On average, most holes are about a par four. Lexi Thompson. Lexi that Thompson, me. that's it. Most holes, Sexy Lexi. Most holes are about a par four, so, you know, four strokes, that's essentially an extra hole that you that you It's a lot of porn strokes. It's, <laughs> All right, so, so so a fan at home sees her commit some so, sort of yeah, penalty? Yeah, so, so she, like, she... she Jeez, Walchick. Watch out there. <laughs> watch your freaking self. So she basically, she moves her ball. I don't even think she notices it. It, it's just it's the slightest of an of infraction. It's an infraction, yeah. but it's the slightest she, of, like, of an infraction. She like she picked up her own ball. Yeah, and you're just not set it back down. Yeah, and you're not supposed to do that. And no and one saw just, her. And no one saw her. none of the the the, uh, the there's a uh, there's a rules official at every hole in the PGA and LPGA who keeps an eye on players, make sure nothing goes wrong. They don't do anything illegal, and so the rules official at this hole does not notice. And so everything just kind of proceeds as planned, and they inform her later on that she's incurred a four-stroke penalty because she moved her ball. Well, lo and behold, the LPGA never saw it. It was a fan at home. No connection to the PGA, the LPGA at all. Sees it at home, sends it into the LPGA, a video of it that they took on their phone of the TV. 
And that's how the LPGA finds out, and then they dock her the four strokes. The next day, right? Like, she went through that whole... That was whole, it the next day? I'm I don't pretty think sure it was the next day. I yeah, thought she went through that yeah. whole round. She turned in her scorecard, and that's why, because golf is... it's Well, this is technically LPGA's, the women's tour, but it's technically... Golf is considered a gentleman's sport, right? So sure. you, if you make, make a mistake or you make an error, you are responsible to essentially tell on yourself because that's that's it's a respectable thing to do. And at the end of the day, if you turn in your scorecard, that's you not admitting if you faulted. And so the next day comes, that's why it ended up being the extra stroke taken away. Yeah. So it would have just been, I think, one stroke and said she got... Two stro- or so it might have just been two strokes and said it doubled up and it was four strokes because she turned in the scorecard and the next day this comes out. But the bottom line is if the rules officials didn't notice this, just because a fan sitting at home has a better look on TV and goes in and calls, I mean that's you. They made they made the mistake of not noticing. How yeah. now can they take this fan calling in, even if the fan's right? Why don't they just come out and say, All right, we messed up. We're I sorry. think it was uh, it, it wasn't Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods did tweet something about it, but I think this was somebody else, some other person on Twitter saying, well, I might as well put uh, I'm an LPGA official on my uh, resume now because apparently if fans can call in infractions, what a great all, line. then we're all LPGA officials. That is, it's, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, especially for it to go to the very next day and then and then do this. You know, So it's after the fact. If you get through that whole round and it doesn't happen... I mean, that doesn't, it just doesn't make much sense to me that they would do that and to allow it to come from a fan. Exactly. If you guys, if, if you, if it's oversight on y'all's part, that's on you, my friend. That's it. And what kind of snitch, what kind of freaking total jerk bag? He must have had money on the freaking tournament or something. Or she. Or, or she, you're right. Whoever is at home and snitching on that, you gotta, I mean, you have nothing better to do. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I the- hate you. I don't even know who you are, ma'am, sir, whoever, whatever but I hate you. Lexi Thompson up three strokes, and the fact that she had four strokes taken from her put her behind one, and you she took the did time, not win the tournament. You took the time out of your Sunday afternoon to say, you know what, I'm going to now rewind what I think I may have just saw during my Sunday booze nap, and I'm going to get up, and I'm going to go up to my screen on my phone because I have nothing better to do. I'm going to go up to my television after I rewind it and clarify that this really happened, she actually picked up her ball and then set it right back down. Yeah, I got to film this. I got to send it into the Twitter. I got to send it to the LPGA. And we need to get this girl completely banished from the league. I hate that person. Be gone. It's crazy. I thought that was nuts. That story was just nuts. But it seems like we're all pretty much on the same page. Like, screw the person who called in, first of all. And the LPGA handled that pretty poorly and a little bit on the girl for i guess oh she not... totally shouldn't have done that yeah but at the same time it's like i don't know man how many times have we seen new england patriots for instance here we go back to the pats i mean just what back do they to do the do nfl they... yeah well no i mean they've been accused of all this stuff right just trying to like get a competitive Skirt advantage the lines, yeah well, this seems almost like it could have just been a quick accident. You're like, oh, no, and then you just set it right down. You're like, listen, yeah. nothing. Come on. It doesn't change. Just a smidgen. Nothing is even different now. Come on. And listen, if they would have caught her right then, I get it. Totally. After the fact, give me a break. And jerk bag, stay on your couch. Keep your phone in your pocket on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, eat your chips. You freaking biatch. Thank you, Walter. You guys got anything else? 
Nothing, man. Congrats I'm out. to North Carolina for winning the uh, NCAA Men's College Basketball Championship. Connecticut lost in the Final Four on the women's side, which was Holy shocking. buzzer beater. Here in Dallas, yeah. yeah and then Mississippi State didn't even go on to win the whole thing. No, they lost to South Carolina. Unbelievable. But, hey, they uh, did take down the 111-time straight winners, uh, those Connecticut Huskies. Yeah. Great for the uh, lady, uh, what are they? Come on, Bab, you South probably Carolina? No. Yeah. Mississippi State. I was the giving Bulldogs. Them yeah, the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yay for the Lady Bulldogs. Dak was there in full support. Yeah, he was. He was there. Just to bring that full circle yet again. Yeah, so congratulations to uh, the men's and females champions. That does it for another March Madness. Probably the least amount of tournament play I've ever watched in the last decade. I barely watched any of it, and I, I'm upset about it. But next year's New Year. Hey, and now we're officially in April, which mm-hmm. means we are in the month of the NFL draft. We are. We are weeks away from the NBA playoffs. And the NHL playoffs. And the NHL playoffs. Yes. We are weeks away from the NBA playoffs. I couldn't be happier. I love the month of April. And baseball season started. That too. Wow, I don't really like the month of April as much as I thought. I forgot today was opening day. We need to tease for the next episode because I know that it's running a little late and we want to get out of here. But uh, I watched the 30 for 30 Catholics versus convicts and I did not know that you are a Miami Hurricane fan. That I am. Have you seen that 30 for 30? Yes. We should talk about it next week. Yeah, we can definitely talk about it, man. We're going to be talking NBA, NFL and Catholics versus convicts. Catholics versus convicts, baby. Yummy. And the U part one and two. Those are two of my favorite. They're phenomenal. Oh, they're so good. Did you ever watch the XFL one yet? No, I haven't watched the watch XFL, the XFL one. one. We can talk about Shoot, that one, too. We can I do a little for, three for 30 talk next week. Bab, have you seen these? No. Dude, get on it, bro. Will do. Thank you. All right, that does it for another episode of Nosebleed Seats. Hope you guys enjoyed it. A little bit of a shortened edition. We started late, and it's on a new night, but it's all right. It's what we do. We bring the noise. We bring the fame. We bring the love and the affection. So now we get a little time off. We're going to be back on a, on a Wednesday. Are we going to do this on a regular Wednesday? I haven't gotten my schedule for next week, so we will talk about it and we will figure it out. But but we will I'll, we will definitely bring a show to you oh next yeah, week. We will be here. So don't worry about that. There will be another episode of Nosebleed Seats next week. As always, you can find us on iTunes Podcasts by just searching Nosebleed Seats. Make sure you subscribe, you follow us, you rate us, whatever the hell they want you to do on there. And you can find us. That's rate with a T. Yeah, rate with a T. Well, what? You just said it a little fast. You said, uh, please rape us. You oh, said, please like, rape us. Like rape? We're not anything associated with Baylor, okay? Thank God. Jeez, dude. Rate with a T. Yes, rate with a T. Follow our uh, Facebook page, Nose Please Seats Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe, like us, comment if you like what we're doing. And uh, our Twitter handles, at Zach Wolchuk, at Geofollow Sports, at Babisphere. I can't remember what John John's is. I forgot to plug his Twitter. I'm sorry, John John. I'll look at it, and uh, we'll find it. We'll find it next week. I'll even tweet it out, probably with John John's Twitter handle on if you want to get at him. So it's been fun. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. I love you guys. Take care. Enjoy your week. We'll catch you next week on Nosebleed Seats. Come, boys. That's offensive.